summary of the Sikha. What do we read in the of the first day of Rosh Hashanah? It's about the story of Hannah who didn't have children and she went to the, to the Mishkan of Shiloh and she prayed over there and she got, she was given a child which turned out to be Shmuel Anavi. The reason for reading this Haftarah is obviously a lesson. It's read on Rosh Hashanah, so it's a lesson for our Havayda on Rosh Hashanah. The Havayda of Rosh Hashanah specifically is mostly in the area of davening. That's what we do most of the day. So this must be a lesson in our davening on Rosh Hashanah as well as far as well as a lesson in general. And this is true even though the reason, the given reason why we read this on Rosh Hashanah is because um, Chana did her prayer on Rosh Hashanah according to Shalom and also she became pregnant on Rosh Hashanah. So therefore we read the story but obviously it's also a lesson in our Aved. So we'll understand what it's about by first seeing the story itself. There's a few questions that could be asked. We find that Ailey saw her davening with great passion and fervor and he thought that she was drunk. That's what they say. He thought that she was drunk. And he even rebu- rebuked her about it. And he said, till when are you going to go around like this in a drunk way? And she said, no, 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 my master. I am not drunk. I am just my heart. My soul comes, is pouring forth. I pour out my soul before Hashem. That was her response. So first of all, you have to understand, how could Eli who was a spiritual man, how could he make that mistake that somebody who's pouring out her soul to Hashem, that he mistakes it for being drunk? The second question is, why, did Eli, why does the, the Torah, the, the Tanakh, tell us that Eli made this mistake and that whole exchange? The, the, usually the Tanakh doesn't speak negatively even about the animals. Why about Eli do we have to report his mistake? There must be a lesson in that in itself. Another question, if Eli thought she was drunk, why did he wait until she finished davening before he rebuked her? He should have immediately interrupted her and had her removed from the Mishkan if he thought this was a drunk person uh, you know, carrying on in the Mishkan. So therefore we have to say that he never thought that she was actually drunk. This was about addressing the way in which she was davening. He thought that she was overdoing, she was drunk on her prayer, not that she was drunk on, on wine, but she was drunk on her prayer. In other words, she was overdoing it, too much into it, and that was inappropriate for doing it, doing it that way in the Mishkan. And she said, no, you're mistaken, this is not drunk on my prayer, I am pouring out my soul, this is the highest form of prayer possible as will be explained, and that's why we read it on Rosh Hashanah, because this also addresses, it gives, it, it, it yeah, addresses what the meaning of davening on Rosh Hashanah is, we can see, learn that lesson from the story of Chana. We have to understand about the davening on Rosh Hashanah, there seems to be a contradictory um, a clash of what's going on in the davening of Rosh Hashanah. On the one hand, we daven for our physical needs, material needs, our spiritual needs, even our Rosh Hashanah, that Hashem should provide us with a good year for health and children and, uh, and parnosa and so on. On the other, which means a focus on ourselves. On the other hand, we daven tamlichuni aleichem. It's all about appointing Hashem achtaras amelech, making the Hashem into the king for yet another year. And in order to express our subservience and submission to the king, 
in order to bring you need absolute and total submission which means there's de-emphasizing the focus on our own self it's all about the king so how do you have these two things going on at the same time at, on the one hand your total submission to the king it's only about him at the same time we're asking for all our material needs total focus on ourselves in fact the Tikkun says that somebody that davens on Yom Kippur on, for food and even for atonement which means spiritual needs but it's your own needs for atonement and uh, health and so on it's like it's like a dog barking more more give me more more it's all about you that's how in, in, that's how the Zayr describes it in a very negative way but at the same time in the Nusach that's how the Chachamim designed the davening and when we daven we're not meant to daven in a way that well I don't really want to talk about this but since Hashem says that if I have a need I should express it so I'll say this too in the prayer but I'm all about Tamlichuni Aleichem that's not true when you daven, you have to daven with full feeling. So if you're davening for your own needs, it meant, you're meant to insert your whole feeling and heart into those prayers. So therefore, you are feeling your own needs. So how does that go together with the total submission and subservience that is expected for Tam Aleichem? And although you can ask that same question about davening every day, because Shemun is when a person stands before the king, and he's in total subservience to the king. That's why we stand straight and we don't uh, make a move. Everything is quiet and so on because you're focused on the king. So how could you be asking in the 12 middle brachas for all of your needs? Those, that's uh, also the same contradiction. But the truth is that it's not really the same contradiction because after Hashem is accepted to be the king, the purpose, the function of the king is to provide the needs of the subjects. So therefore, after Rosh Hashanah, when Hashem is already the king, it makes perfect sense that when you're, our relationship with the king is based on his fulfilling our needs, and that's what you're asking for. Of course, when you're standing in front of the king, it has to be, the focus is only him. But generally, the king is meant to provide the needs of his people, and that's why we daven in to Hashem to provide his needs. But when you're asking Hashem to become the king, at that point, all that's required, all that's needed, all that's possible, is that you should express total submission to the king. If he accepts, then you'll tell him what your needs are. But on Rosh Hashanah, it's all about making him the king. So where do our needs come in? And the answer is, when a Yid asks for personal needs on Rosh Hashanah, it's not because I want personal needs, but rather... It's a furtherance of the idea of Hashem being the king. We ask Hashem to become the king. The king has a purpose and an agenda in this world. The agenda is Dira Betachtainim. So, and there are part, and there every yid plays a role in that agenda as well. Which means that every yid has his area in the world and his area in the physical materials of the world, which only you can elevate. This belongs to you. The holy sparks in there have to be elevated by you. So we ask Hashem, send me those material needs that I need in order to fulfill my mission of Tamlichuni Aleichem, of making Hashem king of the world. Send it my way so that I can fulfill my mission. It's not about my need for Gashmias. It's about the whole request for Gashmias is to further the idea of Tamlichuni Aleichem. So it's really one and the same. In fact, the Rebbe explains that just as 
Nisava Kadush Baruchu, the ultimate purpose of the creation, is rooted in the Atmos of Hashem, in the very essence of Hashem. The carrying out of that agenda is rooted in the essence of the soul of Abiyid. And therefore, the, soul of, the essence of the soul connects to the essence of the will of Hashem by carrying out that Nisaba Kadush Baruch And when you talk about the essence of the soul, there is only one thing that the essence of the soul is interested in. That is to be connected to Hashem. And therefore, we're talking about only something that furthers the agenda of Hashem. That's the whole reason for the material needs, the request for material needs. And you might ask, of course, that, you know, this sounds more like a great tzaddikim and their agenda, but the davening was, was uh, written for every single yid, for every ordinary yid as well, in whatever situation they are in. So can we really say that every yid has only this agenda in mind? That's the only reason we're asking for bakoshas, for material things? We know, everybody knows about themselves, that we're not only focused on what Hashem wants out of my, my life. I have my own personal needs and I pray to Hashem that He should fulfill my needs. And this question becomes even more. If they would have said that on Rosh Hashanah, you daven only for Tam Lichuni Aleichem. That's the only thing that you should talk about. That's the only thing you should mention. So then might, one might say, you know what? It's a holy day. Rosh Hashanah, Hashem is so close to us. I'm going to make an effort to remove myself from all of my personal needs only focus on Hashem and maybe I'll be able to manage it hopefully I can manage that but when they also put in that you should request your own personal needs on that holy day so what did they think the result is going to be I'm going to be able to at the same time remove myself from my personal needs and talk about my personal needs how do, you, how do I bring those two together in a way that is taka only for Hashem's agenda so this will understand by what the Baal Shem says about the Pasuk in Tilim that says, They are hungry, also thirsty. Their soul is wrapped up in it. The Baal Shem says what that means is, A yid feels pers- hunger and thirst for food and for drink. What's the reason that he feels hunger? Because your soul is wrapped up in it, which means... The soul senses that this piece of food has sparks of holiness that belong to this soul, that belongs to you. You have to elevate it. And therefore drives you into a hungry state, which you only feel as a physical hunger. But it comes from the fact that the soul is hungry for the godly spark which is embedded in that food. And the same thing happens at Rosh Hashanah. We may think and only sense the fact that we want that thing because of its physical and material uh, goodness, but it's really driven by the essence of your soul who is close to Hashem at this moment and therefore senses the ultimate purpose of creation and wants you to be, have your, uh, whatever you need in order to fulfill out that thing and therefore it's driven by your soul and the fact that we become uh, passionate and we daven with feeling when it says who will die and who will live and so on and we don't get as passionate when when we talk about Hashem being the king, nobody's crying in the shul. Mostly everybody's crying by Nasana Taikif. That's only because the real purpose, how do you carry out Tamlichuni Aleichem, is through who will live and who will die, and who will have Parnasa, and who will have the means to be able to carry out their mission. So the soul is awakened by that. That's what drives the soul. And since the soul is driven by that, it drives the body as well. Uh, 
as well in that way and that's why you didn't feel awakened by Yonasana Teke because that's really what you need in order to carry out Tamlichuni Aleichem and that's why we read the story of Chana on Rosh Hashanah the, 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 the difference of opinion the difference of approach between Eli and Chana was this very thing Eli said to her you're standing next to the Kedosh HaKadoshim you're standing in front of the Holy of Holies in front of Hashem you're all wrapped up in what you need it's taka very important what you need children is a very important thing but you're all wrapped up about you and you're davening with great passion and fervor to, this is not the place you should be focused on I'm standing in front of Hashem so Hannah said to him you don't understand this is my soul coming out bubbling out I'm standing in front of Hashem so my soul is in full glory and full, fully revealed my soul knows that I need a child in order to carry out Hashem's will he will carry out Hashem's will and as she pledged that if I will have a child I will dedicate him fully to the service of Hashem as Shmuel became he was a Nazir and he became a Novi totally dedicated to Hashem and that's what a Yid has to know also when they're davening on Rosh Hashanah that's what informs us about what's going on on Rosh Hashanah we may think that we're davening for our own material needs but we have to know that the essence of our soul is connected to the essence of Hashem and therefore the davening is for the material needs that we need to carry out Hashem's will and then just as Eli ultimately agreed with Chana and he said that he added his blessing to her as well that Hashem should fulfill your, your uh, wishes not only did he add his blessing but he also gave it an assurance Hashem will fulfill your wishes so also the Ebishter will fulfill the requests of every single Yid on Rosh Hashanah for a good and sweet year for in good and a revealed way for children, the health and Parnosa and all of it in great abundance.